Welcome back to the Next Gen Nats podcast, but it's just me today. Uh, no Tanner, he'll be back soon enough. Um, but I figured I'd get one out right before the trade deadline uh, gets underway, um, or we hit the trade deadline, because a lot of movement has been happening already. The Nationals have been involved in some movement, but it's not the people that you think. Um, and yeah, we'll go over it. We'll go over some of the trades that have already been made, what it means for the Nationals. Um, and, and what what the return, what the future of this team could be. Um, and who knows? Because it's a very, very good market for the sellers we've seen so far, but that might honestly work against the Nationals' favor. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But I think the big news to lead off with, Juan Soto declining a, a 15-year, $440 million contract uh, to stay in D.C. Uh, that news broke about halfway through the month. Uh, or right before the All-Star break. Um, and I think a lot of people expected it. Um, maybe not at that price point, but when you look, when you put it into sort of AAV terms, it's not a great deal. The the, the signing, you know, the big number, the, the total value of the contract is huge. Um, but I think Soto wants 15, or 500 million, or like top one AAV top five AAV, and I don't think that what the learners put out there is going to do it. Um, and so they said, well, the Nationals said that they were going to trade him. Um, they were, or they were looking into trading him, um, and they've been fielding offers from several teams. Um, you had, and, I, and there was a certain type of team, right, that was, that was in the running for Soto, because a team like the Phillies, like the White Sox, they're not going to be in the real running for it. They would, I mean, there's no team in baseball that would add to their team um, by not, or by adding, or that wouldn't add to their team by getting Juan Soto. But, like, there's five or six teams that could actually afford him because the prospect hall is going to be great. Uh, the learners, or the Nationals front office, wanted, I believe it was, like, three of your top five prospects and some major league ready guys that's a huge haul and not a lot of people have that so the Mets were one team obviously that was never going to go through with just how the Nationals relationship with the Mets is so they were out of the running pretty early on um, the Mariners were in it um, they had a lot of good prospects a lot of guys who are major league ready um, but they made a trade for Luis Castillo uh, which involved Noel V. Marte and a couple of other top guys that uh, sort of took them out the running. Um, so you're left with sort of three teams now that are in the running, and one of them might have just taken themselves out of it uh, with today. The uh, Padres trading for Josh Hader um, from the Brewers, and that took a dig into one of the, or to, into their, um, their, their prospect pool. Um, and I think you have to have a full prospect pool. And otherwise, you're not you're not in it. Uh, Taylor Rogers, Donaldson, Lamet, and Isturi Ruiz went to the Brewers. So, um, oh, and Robert Gasser, uh, just not in blue on ESPN.com. Um, so I think they're out on it now, which leaves you to the Dodgers, maybe the Yankees. But I've heard several teams or several people say that they're out um, on Soto, and I believe there's one other team that I'm just just not coming to mind right now. Um, uh, the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals probably have the best the best return. You get a lot of 
good guys. Um, just give me one second. From the Cardinals, you could get Jordan Walker, Matthew Libertor, Mason Wynn. I saw a lot of those people um, involved into to the package, and then maybe one or two other guys. I would be. It would be great, I think, if we could get uh, get a pride or a, a deal from the um, Cardinals. I think it's the best available one now with the Mariners and the Padres making trades. Um, but I mean, the the other team that said they were in it, the Dodgers. There's not a lot. Um, just one or two, maybe even three, really good guys. Uh, Andy Pages or Andy Pages, sorry. Um, Bobby Miller and Diego Cartaya, but that's it. I mean, maybe Gavin Lux gets bundled into something. Who knows? But I, I don't, I don't know if if there's a um, there's a way that they could wriggle um, jo- uh, Juan Soto away because it's not just Juan Soto. It's Juan Soto plus the two and a half years, the three playoff runs that you'll have him for. And so I think that definitely plays a role the amount of control that you have the nationals have considered giving soto an offer um it would they, there's been r- rumors from hector gomez who they've said a there's been a lot of um i mean he's sort of a double-edged sword he's been to the or the first to you know wander franco's uh mega extension but at the same time it's been wrong a little bit um that says that they're going to make one more offer to Soto, and if he doesn't accept, then he is definitely 100% being dealt. But there's not really an offer to be made because um, because Scott Boris, Juan Soto's agent, said that we're not going to accept anything until we know the situation on the new ownership, which um, Michael Kim seems to be the frontrunner for that. And I wonder if Juan Soto is a big piece to all of this and with or to the to the sale you know apart from Juan Soto what what else is there I don't know if Josiah Gray and Kiwi Ruiz are guys that are able to to float a franchise and make it worth going to their games um so maybe still having Juan Soto is integral to the sale I'd, I'd assume it would be so maybe he doesn't get out maybe he's still a nat um by the time their season ends um, maybe he can start at the deadline or at the uh, the off season. It tank his value because you're getting one less playoff run. But I mean, who knows? There's a lot, a lot of moving parts. Um, anyway, let's move or switch gears over to some other guys who might be able to be traded. Uh, Ehiri Adrianza got traded uh, like this morning uh, on August first. Um, the deadline August 2nd at 6 p.m. Eastern time and uh, he got traded to the Braves not a lot of return as you might expect for Yuri Andrianza he's going back to the Braves um, in exchange for Trey Harris uh, Robinson Cano gets DFA'd as a result so Harris bounced around um, you know minor leagues Still stuck in double A ball. Um, we'll see if anything really comes of that. I, I doubt it. I think that's just a. That's just a. Hey. You know, we, we needed a guy. He's not very good. 
um, sort of just like a depth 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 tool. Um, who knows if you'll play um, Adrianza at all with with Atlanta because Washington and Atlanta very different skill wise, and Adrianza was a starter, maybe every other day player, and and now you go to Atlanta, so we might not even be a bench bat for the big club. Um, anyway, guys that could be moved at the deadline. Josh Bell has been swirling around a lot. The Texas native um, team that definitely needs a first baseman right now with Yuli Gurriel being very bad. The Astros the Astros have kind of depleted farm system, but um, we're in a buyer's market and teams have overpaid and there's still guys out there. A couple of really good guys in that farm system that you could get a return on. I think the return, you might see something similar to a, uh, a, um, what's his name? Uh, a Kyle Schwarber type deal. Uh, so you maybe get like a guy who's like 5th to 10th, maybe even 15th in return. But Josh Bell has been absolutely mashing. And last year, main, last year's market may not have been an indication of, uh, of how this is going to play out. So you might get a kind of middling deal, maybe one or two lottery ticket guys, but there's a chance that it, the Nationals could secure a top five prospect, maybe a couple of guys in the top ten, uh, just for Josh Bell. He's in the last year of his deal. There's a lot of, you know, uh, people who want him to stay in D.C. because he's a likable guy. Moving him would be the right move. He's a free agent still at the end of the year, so you could get him back. Um, I'm not saying it's likely because the Nationals kind of stink. But he's he's a good presence in the locker room, as well as a great bat, has a 153 OPS plus, um, and plays a very good first base. Um, so it'll be interesting. But the Nationals, that's about it for guys who have serious value that could be traded. I mean, you look down the line, there's not a lot else there. There's Steve Ciszek, Carl Edwards Jr. guys who really have one year left. You have Nelson Cruz and Cesar Hernandez, both the guys who signed one of your deals this year with the express purpose of being, you know, good utility, not necessarily utility, but guys that could fill a hole in a lineup in August, in September, in October. And they've kind of stunk this year. One, they're Nelson Cruz batting with an OPS2 of 92, not performing up to standard at all. I believe, yeah, Michael Franco. And he's had a horrible season. Has the same amount of home run as uh, home runs as him. Um, decent RBI guy, but that, then again, you're batting middle of the order on the Nationals, so you're going to get a lot of those opportunities, even if you're kind of a middling hitter. And then Yadiel or uh, Cesar Hernandez has done a whole lot of nothing, um, especially offensively, and. He's he's gotten like the fourth most at bats in all of baseball, and uh, can't can't do anything really. It seems like um, you know still a ways off of being a, a a valuable trade target. I don't even know if you get top thirty guys for Hernandez. I don't even know if you can trade Hernandez right now. Um, but Cruz might be able to just because of off na- like based off a of name. Maybe put him in a lineup with with guys that can support him. Maybe get the bat up a little bit because there's no reason to really to pitch to Nelson Cruz right now. Um, with you know who follows him usually. Um, yeah. Um, 
couple of not really much uh, otherwise to talk about. Um, looking down the line, we talked about Steve Ciszek and Carl Edwards Jr. Both of those guys are free agents next year, um, so they could possibly go. There's been talk of Patrick Corbin being part of a deal with Juan Soto as a sweetener. I honestly, and, and, and the way it seems is that the return would be significantly diminished, which in in, in in my eyes is a little bit iffy because I don't think a return pre- package would ne- ever be good enough to get Juan Soto out of D.C., um, or at least like be fair because it's just because of his talent. So I think having that amount or having you know Patrick Corbin in a deal shouldn't necessarily hurt the return you get. Um, obviously, once it, if it gets to a point like let's say you're top, offering top prospects on three five and all of Major League Baseball, then it's a little different. But if 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 the return seems to be three of your top five pieces and maybe uh, you know one or two lottery tickets uh, and a couple of Major League ready guys, I don't know. I don't think it's a it's a diminishing thing to have have Corbin in that, but with the way it seems for G or by G what GMs are saying, uh, it, it looks like it's going to be going to be just Soto, uh, or else the Nationals would risk uh, this this opportunity because that's really what it is right now. It's an opportunity uh, for the Nationals to just restack their farm system. Uh, it's hurt for a long time, and 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 now is the opportunity to get better. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say, um, but than that, I mean, Juan Soto could be dealt with the way that the market has gone, with two teams really pulling out of it, and I don't think the other, a lot of other teams have a good chance of, you know, of, of bringing an offer to the table that the Nationals would like. Um, I don't think he gets dealt by tomorrow. Um, I really don't. As for Josh Bell, I think he's gone, uh, just because he's, he's not the superstar talent. But we've seen very good players get very good returns, and I think the Nationals are going to want a piece of that pie. Um, and then, ironically, the guys that the Nationals put on the roster this year that weren't going to be trade bait, or that were going to be trade bait, are honestly some of the least attractive people on this roster. And I think that's that's surprising and a little bit disappointing that the person that you're trading or the person that you're trading at the 2022 deadline um, to get prospects isn't Cesar Hernandez, isn't Nelson Cruz, but is instead Juan Soto, a guy that you were talking about, you know, buffing this team up for. You know, the guy, you know, Cruz, Hernandez, those guys were going to buff, you know, be traded and get prospects to buff the team to look good for Soto. Now it's it's looking like he's not going to be part of the team in the future. So... Very interesting. Of course, this is all fodder. We still got, what, 27 hours at the time of recording until the trade deadline. So we'll see how things develop. If you want to be in touch for that, you can go follow us on Twitter at NextGenNetsPod. We'll be back with full-fledged regular episodes soon enough. Um, Tanner, miss (laughs) you. But thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, yeah, uh, wear your seatbelt. Oh. Uh-huh.